1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like
0: the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Our shark couldn't have killed Overman. Its mother did. You're talking about the damn shark's mother?
1: Hello and welcome to Unequal Sequel. My name is Dave and I'm one of the two hosts of this adorable podcast. And I'm Rich and I'm the other host of this adorable podcast. Think of me as
2: Luigi to Dave's Mario. He's got a fake Italian accent and I'm slightly taller but essentially the same.
1: You say Mario, I say Mario. The premise of Unequal Sequel is very simple. We ask our guests their best ever sequel, their worst ever sequel, and finally their dream sequel.
2: And of course, we'll quite often drift off and talk about other things,
1: sometimes movies, sometimes life in general. And of course, we drop spoilers for films. So if you haven't seen the film we talked about, and you don't want us to ruin it, sorry, because we do, uh, go off, you know, go do a bit of unicycling. That's fun. It's hard. And then come back, because it'll take a while, and uh, it'll all be done. Because on today's episode, we are joined by Jamie East.
2: Jamie is a brilliant TV presenter. You may have seen him on Big Brother's bit on the side and other Big Brother spin-offs. You might know him from his presenting podcasts like Thronecast, the Game of Thrones podcast, and recently The Sound of Succession, also known as Dragoncast when uh, House of Dragons come, comes around as well. He also does a brilliant podcast called Smart Seven where he talks about all the news of the day in seven minutes. It's a nice little short snippet of a podcast, so definitely check that
1: out. Yeah, because we're very excited to sit down with Jamie and talk all things sequels with him.
2: These are Jamie East's Unequal Sequels. Enjoy!
1: Can you remember the first sequel you got excited about when you were younger?
0: Uh, I mean, it would have almost certainly been Empire Strikes Back. I think that's probably any any kind of like white man with a beard <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> look at us
0: <laughs> yeah I just I, I think that um, I, I can't remember I'm not sure how long it was before I re- kind of even this the concept of sequels really maybe it was Superman 2 which came first which um, it was probably Empire, I think so. it was Empire, Empire first. By, not by much yeah they were quite close though weren't they I think mm. Superman, Superman 1 was 79 yeah uh, but they filmed Superman one and two at the same time. Oh, oh it's an amazing story. Rich, yeah. Richard Donner, like the who directed the su- Superman one and Superman two, they filmed simultaneously with uh, Terrence Stampers, Zard, and all the rest of it. Um, there was some massive falling out with Dino Laurentiis, um between the two movies coming out, and something happened. and It all went tits up. But um, so arguably, Superman two was shot first. Whether or not it got released uh, uh... first. They're both 1980 yeah, they're both oh, 80, wow!
2: yeah. I think I think Superman was early 80 and Empire was like I mean summer, I, was, wasn't it? I, I don't
0: ever remember going to I must have gone to the cinema. No, I don't. you know what? I don't think I I don't think I even went to the cinema to see them. I would have been yeah. like too young. It was though. one
2: of those things where Yeah. Superman Superman 2 came out in 1980 in America and it didn't come out till yeah. 81 over here. So wow. it was April 81 <laughs> when we got it.
0: <laughs> well, this, is why, this is why pirate videos were so kind of like popular in the in the early 80s. Yeah. I remember getting, I remember for Christmas, my dad getting me uh, Superman the movie and Star Wars on pirate VHS. Not even, no attempt at like kind of dressing it up as a legit thing. Two pirate VHSs <laughs> wrapped up under the tree. Um, Brilliant. <laughs> I would have almost certainly been the same for Empire and uh, Superman 2. So it would, it
1: would. Undoubtedly been one of those two. And had you have watched Superman or Star Wars before oh, yeah. those, I mean, God,
0: yeah, all in. Balls did <laughs> I mean very very small balls <laughs> at that age, but
1: the lap.
0: <laughs> did
1: you have the toys? Did I think every man at that age had the toys, I mean, didn't they? Every man at our age uh, weeps
0: at the fact that we had all the toys and now no longer have the toys because we'd be living in bigger houses. Mm. Because, like they're all I can I can vividly remember going to like I think maybe W. H. Smith or something at the time and having the Jawas, and did um, the, the Luke, Luke used to have the, the lightsaber that used to push up and the yeah, arms? His yeah, all of that. Had all of that. The tom that the hand kind of like climbed inside. All of those, absolutely trashed without a second <laughs> thought. There was no such thing as a collector's item back then. Um, mm. In any sense of the word. They t- TV companies, BBC and ITV, or ATV at the time, just used to tape over uh, like original masters, just because they they thought that no one would ever want to watch the Muppet Show again, or ever want to watch like Liverpool v, you know, Hamburg in, in a nineteen eighties UEFA Cup or something like that. <laughs> They're just mental. So there's just like swathes of stuff that's just been deleted. So collectors' items were just never even a concept back then. I mean, God, we can't even. We're scared to throw away. A, a box for our trainers nowadays,
2: <laughs> and that's why they're worth that the money when true. you find them in a pack in the box and stuff because there aren't yeah. any like you yeah
0: know. In, in like 2060 we're all gonna like get excited and realize that everyone's selling the same pair of sandals <laughs> 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 these aren't worth anything i've just like all these have done is insulated my
1: loft for like 50 years have you found yourself rebuying some of the toys from your, your youth? No, and maybe, you know, I bought
0: myself a Lego Millennium Falcon, um, or maybe my wife or kids. It's one of the, bought me like the, the big one. I, I never had that. I think yeah. one of my friends had, they weren't Lego back then. They were just like toys that you could like lift up and play it. I bought myself the Lego Millennium Falcon, spent like months, the weeks building it and then went away. And my son who's now 25 and hopefully, uh, his cheeks are burning red hot with crumpets of shame. He had a party while we were away and broke it and smashed it. And I found it in pieces under his bed. <laughs> so I'm not really kind of like traveled back and bought, rebought toys that, that I, that I hankered after, but I do collect like, um like strange, like figures. I've, I'm addicted to like, I collect gorillas, you know, the band gorillas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah i collect like tons and tons of their their figures me and paddy considine have a competition with each other where we will egg each other on <laughs> we will say we're never going to do this again and then they'll release like some limited edition thing only available in bleaker street in new york and we'll both resist it for about a minute and then one of us are like oh fuck it, i'm buying <laughs> it and then, and then one of us, so we always wind each other up so i'm surrounded by like you know uh guerrillas merchandise i'm also into like Chris Simpson's artist is one of my favourite guys off, um off social media. Oh, right. right. And he just started, he's just started releasing like little figures as well. I don't know if you can. It's not yeah, good. yeah. It's cool. Yeah, that's like really a cool. Dog. So I like all those kind of things. Really.
1: You put limited, you stamp limited edition on anything, and it makes me want it more. <laughs> um, exactly. I bought limited edition wine the other day when I went around. Richards. Yeah, yeah Tasted. <laughs> it tasted exactly the same as the rest of the brand, but it had a special label, and I was like, I'm getting, like I'm getting that snub. one. <laughs> yeah.
2: The bottle went in the same recycling bin, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man. Uh, if I had to ask you which one you preferred out of Empire and uh, the rest of the Star Wars films, could you could you name them? Is Empire your favourite? I think it's probably everyone's favourite, but I think mainly
0: because they fit into that sweet spot, like, especially in trilogies. The second film is usually, like, it's usually the least watched one. It's like, because there's the big splash at first, and then the trilogy, like, is the, the the final one is like the big one mm-hmm. so I don't like even the sequel trilogy like the last jedi is easily the last watch for many reasons but <laughs> but i think time will come back and people will go oh i've not watched that much so it, it uh, and i think probably empire is a bit like that by the time return of the jedi came out everyone was batshit crazy over um star wars and it was like a huge thing i think when empire came out certainly in birmingham where i was living at the time as like a seven year old it didn't feel like a cultural phenomenon. It just felt like a really cool thing that I was desperate to see. Yeah. Uh, but Superman two was like, I can remember getting very excited about Superman two, because it just felt a bit more grounded in reality, which is a ludicrous thing to say <laughs> about, about a Superman film. But it felt like it was, well, it was on earth for a start. And, yeah. you know, the, the clothes were easily copied. You could just buy a pair of red pants, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I think empire, is probably my favourite, but I, I'm not that. Pre- it sounds weird. I'm not that precious about Star Wars films. I think because I've just watched, I've rinsed them so much. Mm. It's I feel a bit numb to them all, and certainly with with what went on. You know, I like I love the Mandalorian. I love the the Obi Wan stuff. I loved Andor. I love what they've done with the and with the TV side of things. Yeah, but I do feel slightly. Numb by the whole thing. It feels a little bit like Cory now.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, with,
0: with I can see you know. that.
2: I feel like that about Marvel, like Marvel movies.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, they've, well, they've got countless problems, mainly because they always have the same fucking storyline. But I yeah. think they, they're going to have to rein sooner or later. Someone's going to have to come up with a villain that isn't. They, I mean, General Zod is Thanos. Is you know, is is they have never ever solved the angry man ending the world problem which is every single uh
1: kind of like fantasy film yeah it is yeah oh man and um what about the rest of the, the superman films are you a fan of the third and the fourth one I've,
0: i i i don't th- i'm not sure i've ever watched that i mean i must have watched the fourth one at some point um the third one i love mainly for for, for probably the same in fact i wish i chose the superman um <laughs> Maybe for the same kind of reasons I chose what my favourite sequel is, or the best sequel ever is. I think yeah. because it just it's that hits that sweet spot of kind of like twelve years old, eleven years old, however old I was. I think there's a there's a case for you know the songs that the song that you the songs that you loved when you were like 12, 13 are the songs that stay with you forever. Mm. It's like a real formulative part of your 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 growing up, whether when puberty is just on the just on the cusp, it kind of like everything starts to change. And I think you carry those early feelings with you for the rest of your life. So I think, you know, Superman three, Richard Pryor, wearing the phone cowboy hat with the kind of like briefcase full of miniatures. (laughs) And and just like, I just remember watching it going fucking the perfect crime, just taking one cent off everybody every month off their paycheck that no one will ever know. Then you you kind of think, yeah, there's not many, not many corporations would, would 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 allow kind of like all of that money just to float there was like a bit of a leap of faith like there's just this money floating around that no one knows where it is it's like yeah that's not true. But, um but you know i really like
2: man three there's a lot of a lot of detractors for three um but yeah, yeah. so three three's richard Pryor one and four's the one they filmed in milton keynes isn't it right like...
0: well four's <laughs> the one that, that christopher um Reeves. christopher Reeves. yeah sorry uh he kind of like he got to he got too powerful in, in terms of like the making of them and, mm. and he had too much say in okay. the script and, and everything. So it was his idea for it is awful. It is awful. Falls for this, bad. <laughs> for this ecological kind of like story. You know, the second the second actors become in charge of their vehicle, it usually the wheels fall off, don't yeah. they? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's at the point where they're stood outside Milton Keynes bus station and pretending it's New York that I think that that's that's the bit I'm done.
0: It's <laughs> like when Jack Bauer when when they made when Sky made remade Twenty Four with there was like I think it was called Twenty Four Legacy or something. It was like, yeah. They shot it. I used to work at Sky and they shot it on Gillette Corner in <laughs> Uh the old Gillette building, if anyone's like listening, that, that travels along the A4 into London often, you'll see a great big Gillette building with a big clock tower just round the corner from Sky Central, Skyberia as it's known. And there's there's a road that goes just round the back from, from Great West Road to the car park of Sky, and they filmed the whole of that series. In that building was CTU, this disused warehouse, and that road they shot from so many angles. They got whole <laughs> car chases out of two cars just driving
1: up and down the same road. Wow. It was fantastic. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> so what is your best ever sequel? And this is a right. good one.
0: Right. Okay. So I've I've I had kind of night sweats about this choice like <laughs> <last laughs> that you know, in a sane world, I would have chosen Toy Story 3 because that is the best sequel in the world. But <laughs> the actual best sequel in the world is Jaws 3D. And this is this
2: is only the second time it's happened on the podcast that someone has picked their best sequel that someone else has picked as their worst sequel.
1: <laughs> really? Who was that, Charlotte? Sarah Budry, and she does a podcast called Let's Jaws for a Minute, and she watched Jaws every minute and talked about it. Yeah. And when she did a whole episode as Jaws 2 is the best, jaws 3 is the worst and then she came up with a a dream jaws a sequel
0: but there is a jaws, there is a dream jaws there is another sequel isn't there where michael Caine? Yes. well that's the
1: one where she wanted to change <laughs> okay fine, I love
0: it. well so are talking shit because jaws 3d <laughs> is far superior to uh to the other ones right
1: <laughs> why just how
0: okay so as i said with uh, with with superman 3 it hit that sweet spot and i will i'll make a strong case and no one will be able to argue this this film is the only time that 3d has been a commercial and critical success in the cinemas well it, not avatar <laughs> avatar <is> awful <laughs> this was a game changer it it got the, the, the gimmick of 3D got people into the cinemas to watch this, and I would argue that it is cheesy as fuck. It is the most successful B-movie ever made. And I will defend it to the day I die. It's stupid. <laughs> it is,
2: <It's>
0: yeah. <laughs> no logical sense, but it is cool as fuck.
2: Did you watch it in the cinema in 3D? Absolutely. Oh, okay. It was
1: terrifying let's talk about that experience so these are the old blue and red yeah goggles like paper glasses yeah 100 percent. did they hand them out on the way in yeah
0: you you got them you got them in a packet on the way in um and you know they were precious because i'll tell you why they made you feel american because we watched shows you know as you as you said earlier on films took so long to come over the atlantic Mm. and to 80s kids in britain who didn't have anything really you know we'd see films like et we'd see films like the goonies we'd see you know all these kind of like young adult kids um temple of doom short round in the temple of doom all of those kind of characters they just looked brilliant they looked so cool they wore kind of snapbacks with headphones on walkmans they wore nike they wore, Ed, they wore Jordans. They were allowed to wear jeans to school. Yeah. All of these things. They had BMXs. And, you know, all of these things were just so exotic and so kind of like out of reach to to anyone, you know, to, to someone growing up in Derby at that age. And 3D glasses just looked absolutely fucking brilliant. So, any, ex- and, but they came over, I think George 3D was probably the first mass market. Film that 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 had that, or certainly was what they splashed on. Anyway, you know, three D was then going to be the big thing, and I think maybe one of the papers gave them out, or Look In magazine gave a pair out that you could like test and see, like a an apple on the page or something like that. So it was a it was a craze, and the eighties loved a shit craze, dealy boppers, all of that kind of stuff, (laughs) scratch and spin. We loved all of that crap. So. Chance of getting your hands on a real actual pair of 3d glasses and to sit in a cinema uh with these on and see a a kind of severed hand mysteriously float towards you with a bone sticking out of it It was just it was i mean i was palpable with excitement it
2: worked it made 87 million dollars from a 20 million dollar budget you know, oh, it did make money.
0: It was Dennis Quaid in it. Dennis Quaid, Quaid right. yeah. Yes, Dennis Quaid's
2: the main character in it. And uh yeah,
0: Louis, Louis Gossett Jr. as well, another staple of like 80s nafness <laughs> Um was, was was Louis Gossett Jr. He was he he's one of the trainers in, he was Apollo Creed's trainer in, in Rocky, or am I No,
1: that's that's I something that's something um
0: I apologize to Louis. That, it, <laughs>
1: no.
0: it had everything. It was a family drama in A space-aged underwater theme park which made no it defied the laws of physics geometry (laughs) everything it was just fucking glorious but and it was also the first time that i think the trope of great we've got it oh shit no the mums here yeah we've seen that loads of times since and they all looked it off jaws three
1: i think that twist is quite good in this film uh, it's it's
0: great because because you you're kind of like i don't know 30 minutes in and they've captured the they, they've done what science still has never been able to and captured a live great white shark i think isn't dennis cray his girlfriend is in the tank like massaging a great white shark at one point like petting, yeah. and it wakes up and she's like oh and jumps out and it's there they've done it yeah it does it it dies doesn't it right the baby one does because they put it in a
1: in a paddling pool pretty
0: much baby one dies it's in a paddling pool and like literally cannot it's like yeah it's just it's fin is poking out his belly's scraping yeah it's only it's
1: only just rolls over
0: like that that fish does one shit (laughs) and the whole pool is contaminated (laughs) um so yeah that dies and they're like oh no and then it all goes to shit doesn't it and then the the mum is breaking into this i mean it's pretty prophetic really Shows us the danger and the badness of sea world mm. which we now have to be a very evil evil corp yeah um, but at the time it was like yeah why not why don't we go and watch these killer whales and people's water skiing around them it was great
2: <laughs> have you watched it since do you would Did you go back to it often
0: if it's, it's one of those ones where if it's on you can't skip it it's like Raiders <laughs> of the Rock. it's like it's all you just like fuck it i'm just gonna go to oh no I this. <laughs> right, see you later darling I'm trying, this. you know and the best thing is that they just play i think pretty sure that they whatever it's on telly now they just play the 3d version there used to be two versions hmm. used to get like the 3d version but and they just they just stick that on yeah you know there's no i think it doesn't look any worse or any better than than the one that they tried to doctor for tv uses it's appalling 3d by today's standards but at the time it just felt thrilling yeah
1: it just felt absolutely thrilling I can't imagine sitting in the cinema in the '80s and having a 3D film. I think that must have been mind blown. And you said it—it it works, like the 3D worked at that time, like the hand at the end coming out at you and the and the shark.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it 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 worked in the sense of like this makes me like it felt like mushrooms before I knew what mushrooms were. You know? <laughs> it just felt a little bit. It didn't. It didn't feel didn't feel like it was there yeah but it wasn't it wasn't there you yeah know? it was kind of it could tell that it was it was something was going on and it was just exciting to be there of being swept up in this phenomenon it was it was just good fun you know
1: back in the day did they um did they make you pay extra for the 3d cinema uh, glasses do you remember did it oh come God. with a ticket
0: do you know what? No, I think you just got them free. They, what a they were, bargain. I know, absolute bargain. <laughs> I, now, that would be a collector's item. If you had an original Jaws 3D pair of Oh, yeah,
1: definitely year. would. Yeah. Did it say Jaws 3D on it or anything? That would be yeah, even cooler. Uh,
0: yeah, I think... They must have done some time with papers and like yeah it was it was pretty it was pretty full on, but they were so shit, you know, they were flimsy, they just made everyone feel like they needed an eye test because <laughs> kids might like, walk around with them all the time, and it just it, it, it fucks your peripheral vision up, doesn't it, and your kind of sense of depth tripping yeah. mm. over all the time. I do
2: yeah. remember kids like walking around wearing them all the time, like you know like they were cool like sunglasses <laughs>
0: Which one was american there was a I think there was a kid in e t one of the teenagers, one of Michael's friends in E.T. Yeah,
2: I think you might be right.
0: Used to wear 3D sunglasses kind of like just bombing around. And it was just like, oh, man, that just looks so
1: <laughs> It does, yeah. <laughs> I watched again uh, Jaws 3D this morning. Sadly, not in the 3D. And I can't get on board that it's a, it's a brilliant film. But um, it's better than the fourth one. Is it? I don't think it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: the, the, the fourth one is where it follows Chief, where, the, where the, a relative, distant relative of the Jaws one or Jaws two shark. That's in
1: his yeah.
0: Is widow to Barbados? Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah.
2: it is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean, come but on. Michael Caine's <laughs> in it. <there. laughs> Michael, Michael Caine's never seen it, but also just says that like the best thing about that film is that it is housed yeah,
2: it? yeah yeah absolutely
1: which is understandable <laughs> i can get on board with that i'm not gonna argue with yeah, it yeah the, the fourth one is when the wife has like a mental connection with the shark and they can tell each other what they're feeling pretty much and i think that could actually yeah you're right that is probably the worst one but this one's pretty bad but i did have fun with it this morning it's a it's a really fun film and look when i say
0: it's the best sequel ever i'm saying it in through the prism of Youth. a 12 year old boy yeah. from yeah. it was just like completely blown away by it and I would argue that I would never you know, Godfather 2 will never have the same attraction to me as Jaws 3D had Back in 1980,
2: whenever it was, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's the whole point in this podcast. Because if we're going to say objectively what's the best ever sequel, then it'd just be the same ones every time. And so it's not about that. It's about what's the best thing to you.
0: Yeah, you know? you get into the color grading and <laughs> yeah. the, the, the fucking references to blah 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 <laughs> blah You like, but it doesn't make a film great. It doesn't put the hairs. Doesn't make the hairs on the back of your arm stand. No, you know, nice.
1: it's the memories. Have you uh, made your children watch it? Have you sat them down uh, and said, kids, we're going to watch J- Jaws 3 today?
0: Sadly, they weren't on board for Jaws. George. Jaws George 1 and Jaws 2, massively on board for. I think the problem is, like, one of the, the maybe the only downside of Jaws 3 is that there aren't any kids in it. Mm.
1: That's it's true. Like,
0: Jaws 1 and Jaws 2, kids were there, and it was like, here comes the muffin man. There's the like the kid on the beach, like and playing his nappy, and and it's like oh my god, Michael, Michael. There's all of that. Yeah. So watching a young kid, you were like, oh shit, you know that's Dad is that out there, or that's me, or that's that's me with a girlfriend on a boat. We've snuck off and blah 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 blah. With this, you know, without the excitement of 3D, which which admittedly hasn't held up in 2023, uh, there's little attraction uh, for kids of, of our generation a because SeaWorld is a massively cruel and vindictive uh kind of like corporation which this film does a great job of trying to b- dissuade you from it's wrong on a lot of levels but not back in the 80s when you know you could smoke cigarettes on a bus
1: no True. do you think do you think we should start a kickstarter campaign and try and get uh like a revamped jaws 3d like clean up i'm not against it,
0: no, it- <laughs> it's i'd like has it ever been remastered for blu-ray have
1: we had the definitive version of it i'm not sure we have i don't think so i'm not quite sure who owns the rights to it uh reading about it earlier because they they bought the rights off universal or something
0: yeah i think you're right actually they did they um there was there was some it was it was a bit like when uh when they made never say never again isn't it and
1: yes Originally, they wanted to make it a spoof and call it Jaws Free People Zero. Okay, and they brought on they brought on some writers from like National Lampoon's Animal House and stuff, but that 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 quickly got um, dropped. But uh... again, would like that. <laughs> I, I think Now, you know, was there ever a good
0: spoof shark movie? I don't know. I can't. Well,
1: think of... someone someone would say uh, Sharknado is at me, but <laughs> then I'll, I'll just shout them down. Sharknado
0: that had Tara Reed in it. I was banned from the Sharknado three premiere because Jedward were going there, and they insisted I was not allowed to go. Well. Oh, really?
2: <laughs> what happened with you and Jedward? Was
0: I? I I I I spent time with them when they were on Celebrity Big Brother, and then um, back in my drinking days, I did, I did like a very fun evening on Twitter where I wrote a whole fan fiction book about their incestuous relationship, which apparently got back to them. <laughs> Yeah. well that 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 would do so, it i buy you were expecting yeah. <laughs> a mythical incestuous relationship ship, i should yes say. yes yeah
2: philly lawyers are listening
0: the lawyers are listening
1: <laughs> amazing yeah apparently dennis quay spent most of this this film on cocaine and he can't really remember it that's yeah, not
2: surprising though is it
1: <laughs> not really and uh the other brother the kids are from Jaws 2 seemed to have grown up about 30 years between the second and the third one.
0: Yeah, they're fully grown like hairy men, yeah.
1: And if you got terrorised by a shark from two films, would you go and work with <laughs> sea animals in a sea no, I'll Probably sometime.
0: move inland.
1: Yeah, <laughs> one brother does that, but the other one's like, no, I want to I yeah. help Even
0: the
1: fish. Even if you has got
0: affinity with water, you know, lakes, yeah. you know, freshwater lakes in, in, in Windermere, I would yeah. say. You know, a lot less likely to meet anything dangerous.
1: Yeah. What is your uh, favorite scene of Jaws three three D? Oh my goodness! There's a. It's the big reveal. There's like a there's
0: there's like ten second shots. Awful, but fantastic ten second shot of the mother swimming painfully slowly towards a glass. Like they're in the. To give the view to the listeners that haven't stupidly watched Jaws three D. <laughs> yeah. It's set. In an underwater, an amazing... I mean, I still stand by it. Would absolutely fucking clean up if this theme park existed. Oh, it's, oh yeah, yeah, it looks was, great. yeah, That's great. It's an underwater... It's a bit like the abyss, like these huge, like, tunnels where even though it's just on the coast of... I'm going to say Florida just for the sake of it. Or, I think what,
2: it's Florida, isn't it? Cape I think, yeah.
0: I think so. Somewhere like, like Miami, somewhere like that. Even though it's, like, on the coast, right the coast is clearly in this part of Florida on a sheer face that goes down. I'm going to say about 400 feet. <laughs> second, you like go into it. You can go down. There's no, there's no like shore mm. there. It's just, just down. You're in the deep, deep, deep ocean within seconds of being in there. And it's interconnected pods with tunnels that is like air pressurized amazing and obviously completely shark proof because they at great pains to say that this is is a very kind of like again jurassic park stole from jaws 3d oh um, my god it did we spent <laughs> no expense uh all of that is in the is in the opening uh kind of like setup for jaws 3d where they say this is the most technologically advanced kind of theme water park ever, 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 blah, 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 blah. Let the kids in. Let the kids in. In fact, Jurassic the 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 reboot of Jurassic Park did that as well. Yeah, Like This is a, this theme park cannot go wrong. Let everyone in. And anyway, the the babies died in the paddling pool after eating its own shit. <laughs> the the mother has revealed itself. It broke in just through. There's just like there's literally just some steel gates yeah. just clattering. Slightly outside. The dolphins, the, the kind of clever dolphins had gone missing, I think, by this time. Yeah, they they're were hiding dolphins, somewhere. Humans. They were, well, we thought they were dead. <laughs> we thought they were dead. They were not dead. Um, That's the they're, they're, uh, there's As with all Jaws films, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Everything points to a shark attack, but we're not going to surmise that it's a shark attack until we get attacked by a shark. That's yeah. what happens in all Jaws films this one they're in an under in one of the tunnels and someone goes something like holy fucking shit and they all turn around and stand very still for a very long time whilst an incomprehensibly large shark that is more like a what's the megalodon like, yeah yeah a like shark, megalodon, yeah.
1: <laughs> megalodon, shark the meg, yeah
0: sees can obviously see them from i'm going to say maybe about two and a half fathoms away and just swims to them in 3d very very slowly so the cinema viewers absolutely fucking thrilling it's just like (laughs) amazing here it comes it's gonna be big they do nothing to (laughs) leap no (laughs) they stand and watch the shark swimming towards them
1: they slow that bit down i watched it this morning they slow it down that their reaction they put in slow-mo so um And we all know what's going to happen, even though they're all marine biologists, have
0: no idea what's going to happen. And it takes approximately like 35, 40 seconds for this kind of to transpire. In the cinemas looked absolutely fucking brilliant in the 80s. Uh, I'm telling nowadays, it's like, you know, if if we can have like 19 cuts of Liam Neeson jumping over a wire fence, (laughs) we have. Single lingering shot of a fakest shark in the world, just not even swimming, just moving. Yeah. It's like a cutout moving towards the screen. Uh, glorious. That's why it's the best sequel ever. Get back in your fucking box, couple.
1: <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I've got a little question for you. So this is not your worst sequel ever, but okay. what has been your most disappointing sequel? Oh,
0: Jesus. So not the oh.
1: worst. So it can be a good sequel, but it's the one you went in hot and came out cold. Oh, dear doesn't have to be back. It can be recent if you want.
2: That's right. A lot of people do like like Matrix or Star Wars or, you know, there's
0: quite a lot of... Oh,
1: they're, yeah. they're Star
0: all... Treks, Marvels, Bonds. I, I'm going to say Blade Runner 2049.
1: Wow.
2: Okay. Okay. That's one of Dave's favourite uh, films. So let, this is going to be fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a roller coaster. <laughs> With the yin and the yang here. Um, and only because... look. There are many, many things I enjoyed about it. I loved it. It looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, huge holographic naked women. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a dream gig, and Batista was brilliant, and the general premise of the film was great. It, it was disappointing because it could only ever ever be disappointing, it, and and I say this as someone who thinks the original Blade Runner is an absolute bag of shit. <laughs> uh, Okay. <laughs> and you And it's a little bit meta. It's a little bit it's a little bit in the weeds. So at the time it came out I was the film critic for the Sun. Um for many many reasons don't hold it against me. And <laughs> and what really annoyed people about me doing that job was that you could you could write as many as you wanted for Empire magazine. I was still the most widely read film critic in the UK. Yeah. Um <laughs> sorry commode um <laughs> and, but at the time that came out i was so i was invited with mark commode and with robbie collin and with you know lots of other middle-aged white men um to go and sit in uh the imax on leicester square and, and actually there were five of us in now if you've ever been to the imax leicester square it's fucking ginormous mm, yeah and, i was in and it was the most ridiculous over the top like secure thing the phones in the bags laptops weren't allowed and you couldn't even take your bag in all of that kind of stuff and i don't really know what i was expecting but i wasn't expecting it just to be i just found it and it had the opportunity to be extremely thrilling and extremely exciting Mm -hmm. and to take you know in between blade runner one and blade runner two we'd had what should have been the Blade Runner sequel, which is the Battlestar Galactica TV series. Now, if that had been um, a Blade Runner sequel, people would have been absolutely creaming over that, and it would now be revered as being one of the greatest television series of all time on a mass scale, Yeah, as, a, as opposed to a niche thing. The premise of the Battlestar Galactica TV series had more to do with Blade Runner than it did with the original Battlestar Galactica series back then so i i just i just i was just left cold i just thought it was it was all fur coat and no knickers and i just thought it was just such a waste of um harrison ford and ryan reynolds and
1: great coat shit film (laughs) wow Um, Wow. because i'm not a fan of the original blade runner you know I, i respect it but i'm not i don't get on board with it and i went and saw the second one and it completely blew me away
0: Oh, but, but the twist, I mean, come on oh, But it looks so good, Jamie It sounds <laughs> yeah, but, so good and
1: Hey, yeah, lots of things look good you know, the, made, problem with this, the problem is from this podcast really that... looked good. Mm, that's, that's true I'm easily convinced <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: The reasons I love doing this podcast so much is these little times like this when Dave has a little existential crisis and <laughs> 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 just stares off into the distance
0: yeah, and you know, I just think that for the time that they had to make that, they could have drawn upon the creme de la creme of writing, talent, of you know cinematography looked amazing, direction was was brilliant. It was you know, the 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 story and the script was dog dirt. Okay. You know, the twist the twist was okay, but you could see it
1: coming. The you know, I just they could have made it perfect. What, what rating did you give it? Do you remember what? What was the suns? Was it out of five or ten stars? Was it? Um,
0: I suspect I probably gave it quite a lot of stars. Um, <laughs> but that's how film critic criticism works. Because <laughs> uh, you had to. <laughs> I have you know what? We never had to. You just you have to put when you when I when I used to review films, you have to put yourself in the mind of the people watching the film mm. as a pope as opposed to your own personal views i watched some absolute shite but knew that people would love it now it's not for me to try and persuade them otherwise not me to persuade people that that they shouldn't enjoy a film yeah i see a film that truly greatest showman's a great example of that i was one of the few film critics that gave that five stars off the bat i said this is a fucking phenomenon waiting to happen it's extraordinary it's not great but it's going to be extraordinary this is going to drive everyone mad for years yeah and and i was a lone wolf in that and commode even went back and re-reviewed it and changed his rating of it which is the worst thing i
1: think a film critic could ever do wow i agree oh god (laughs) we're talking about bad films let's get on to your worst ever sequel what is your worst ever sequel uh it's speed to colon
0: cruise control yes it
2: is and colon is <laughs> the appropriate word <laughs>
0: <laughs> again file this under sitting duck like open goal mm. yeah open goal that could not that could not have missed any further <laughs> i don't even know what it could have done to have made it worse and <laughs> i don't i don't know much about the the background or the business behind it but I said I, am I right in thinking that it all went to shit like the, the original people just weren't interested in doing another one so someone else came yeah. along and just I think it wasn't
2: supposed to was it was this one one of the ones that it wasn't originally a, a speed movie and they adapted another movie for Yeah, I mean.
1: there's a few things Gus Van Sant basically had a dream one night and it was this and he was <laughs> this is the film he was gonna make uh <laughs> There's and, a reason we can rarely remember our dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Keanu Reeves read the script, thought it was rubbish, didn't want to do it. He wanted to made Devil's Advocate instead, which great. is a great choice. Look yeah. at the ass on that! <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, Sandra Bullock didn't really want to do it, but they paid her a lot of money, and yeah. he made her make a film she wanted to make called Hope Floats. She made like thirteen million off this back of Speed Two. It's crazy. Oh,
0: it's fair play. Not going to turn. Not going to. Really attract on from from making making bank. the budget
2: no. for this movie is phenomenal a hundred well, yeah. they spent on this piece of speed
1: shit. one was
0: 30 <laughs> yeah i mean a bus is cheaper than a boat yeah. i
2: mean it's called speed and they picked the famously
0: slow ocean liner <laughs> yeah. you know, they're often you know films are made by committee yes you know, every film is made by committee which is why it's the more complexing that this film got through so many people, without anyone going, the whole fun about speed was that there was actual speed in it. <laughs> yeah.
2: And it, I mean, it's so slow that the, at the point where the boat crashes into the harbour towards the end, they have to physically yeah. speed up the film. Everyone's running in fast motion because it's so slow and dull. <laughs> You just stood there looking at your watch, going, "When's when's it gonna get here?"
0: <laughs> it's just, it's just awful. And you know, you f- it's a film that you watch and you just feel immediately sorry for everyone connected to it. And the cast, you know, they should have known better. You know, William Dafoe, Jason Patrick, maybe. You know, I mean, Jason was, Patrick
1: got paid a lot of money for this, like first it, action role. Did it apparently. kill yeah. his career a bit though? Didn't it? Like, I, I think I mean, yes, I, I think so.
0: What, Okay, right. Fill in the gaps between Lost Boys and Speed Two colon Cruise Control. <laughs> what had been going on in the Patrick uh, business manager uh, offices uh, in between?
2: I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he would have done this for uh, you know just
1: just to stand within twenty foot of Sandra Bullock at the time. Yeah, I mean Sleepers had just come out, and that's quite a good film, I think.
0: Which one was Sleepers? There was that. Is that uh, that was Kiefer Sutherland was in that? Yeah, as well?
1: uh, Kevin Bacon, Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman. Brad Pitt. Huh? It's about when they killed someone when they were young, and they all got sent to like juvie. Okay, no, I'm thinking of Flatliners, which oh. is a very cool film. again great film. But, uh... Yeah, no, this was one about being put in juvie and then all being abused. Yeah, that was the and was when they all grow up just before or just after. I, well, it says in, uh, they chose Patrick based on his role in Sleepers oh, in right, okay. 1996. Okay. Patrick was paid reported four point five to eight million for his role in Speed Two. <sighs> the interesting
0: thing about this, that I am cribbing from Wikipedia, is that um... yeah, that's what I'm doing. Roger Ebert, I mean, Roger Ebert defended it. You know, we talk about film critics. This sounds a bit like me giving uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine four or five stars. <laughs> Roger Ebert defended this, calling it a truly rousing ocean liner adventure story. Well, that that sounds boring as well, doesn't it? I mean, and how many of them are there? Well, there's this and Titanic. surely that's it. You know, they're both they're both bombed, <laughs> both sank. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Side adventure as well, yeah. This is no- well. Say we've watched so many bad sequels. This is starting to look good though for us. Is it? What I don't do think mean? it is, Dave. I watched it again today, and I, it's, I was entertained. It's still
2: up there with the worst for me. Like, it's, it's bad. I mean, this and Sex and the City two, and yeah. Alien versus Predator two. They're all kind of hand in hand there with the worst.
1: But William Defoe's yeah. having so much fun.
2: I, he's is he though, <laughs> or
1: is he just on drugs? Oh well, he could be. Yeah
2: he's chewing the scenery yeah. whatever he's doing
0: <laughs> but it was it was it was really difficult to think of like the, the worst 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 one and i've only watched this once oh, i was at oh, when was that well yeah. i mean when it came well, out yeah, well, why you would know? you
2: watch it again that's the thing
0: it's <laughs> like i think if you've gone back then it cannot be the worst one because it means that you can stomach it again mm. and you know i'm i'm all for a bit of ironic Shit posting about things, but if a truly, truly bad thing is just bad, it's not good, bad, it just stinks, you know. So, yeah. there are plenty of bad Mamma Mia 2, you know, there's plenty of kind of like sequels that are bad, but that you can just go, Oh, fucking hell, <laughs> you know, and kind of like throw your popcorn. This is just, this just makes you feel like you've, like, fucking hell, I could have given that money to charity.
2: Yes, yeah, 100%. Do you
0: think
1: it's bad because speed is so good?
0: Yeah, there's the disappointment. It was like it was like what a great premise. And all they had to do was do speed again. It's like Gremlins too.
2: Yeah.
0: All they had to do was do the same fucking film. <laughs> but for some god known reason, you know, and it didn't have to have Keanu Reeves in it. You know, he wasn't that great in speed. He was a bit shit. Um he just had a good haircut. <laughs> you know? He just had you know, Jason Patrick could have been good in this. It just. Michael I mean, they had a million other vehicles to choose other than an ocean liner. <laughs> yeah, they really did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's a bit at the end when there's one of the captains is is counting down knots, and it's he's really trying to sell it, but it also makes him sound like he is jizzing at the same time. And <laughs> he works down from like seven to two, and it's <laughs> it's and he like. I'm not quite sure how slow a knot is, but it doesn't sound very fast. Yeah, and plus they—they no, I mean, pointed on. out like what they're going to crash into about forty-five minutes before they <laughs> potentially crash into it. And
0: this is the thing: there is so much time you can just. The sea is a big place. Just steer it in a different direction. I mean, the bad um...
1: guy even lets them get lets people off the boat at one point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. It's... It's mental. There's a there's a great spoof disaster film, which is like one of my favourite childhood films ever, called The Big Bus. Have right. you ever heard of it? No. This no. It is fucking brilliant. It the and it guy spoofs guy. all. It spoofs Speed Two, probably twenty years before Speed Two came out, because it was exactly that. It's a bus. It's like a coat. It's it's not a bus, as in like the speed. Yeah. The original. Speed. It's a big fucking. I think it's like got. It's supposed to be the biggest bus ever made. That was itself. <laughs> it was like so it's the launch of especially titanic with a bus it's got like discos in it it's got like a, a pool it's got a swimming pool area it's got a hot tub area it's got like sleeping quarters there's there are theoretically there's supposed to be like about 700 people on this bus it's a big all, bus all, it's a big bus traveling coast to coast and the, lo and behold there's a fucking bomb on it and the same thing but they spoof it which is just like they they end up it was spoofing the airplane movies, but in actuality, it's Speed Two before it before it was, was made, because it's just like not at any point does anyone think this tiny stick of dynamite they could just take it off and just throw it off the bus, <laughs> and, and if, it's if go and watch it. It's got Stockard Channing in it. That's how like B movie this is. It's fucking brilliant. I'm
1: going to check that one out. That
0: sounds yeah give yourself the antidote to speed to by watching the big bus yeah
1: if they made a a speed free because this pretty much killed this off there was there could have been so many speed films would you watch it
0: i would watch it if they did it on (laughs) segways that's faster than a boat (laughs) it's faster than a boat more trepidation and it's all in you can't put the the driver off because they've got to be leaning Uh. they've got to have Oh, constant thought in the, it's the direction speed
2: two America. Paul Blart Mall Cop crossover we didn't know we needed. <laughs> or one.
0: Uh, the inventor of Segways can die from falling off a Segway. <laughs> yeah. There's all the jeopardy you need for a speed sequel.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, f- I forgot to ask, did you see this in the cinema? Were you one of those few people?
0: I think this was tail end VHS, wasn't it? This is was this still kind of blockbuster era? I seem to Uh I,
1: yes, I, I would say so.
0: So I didn't nineteen ninety seven, massive pure yeah. yeah. So I can't confess to have queued up at the cinema to watch it, but I probably did stand impatiently at Blockbuster waiting for someone else to bring it back. <laughs> really?
1: Rush hour hits the water.
0: I was trying yeah. it
1: doesn't though, does it? No. You know the thing is rush hour on the water. You know, there's never a traffic jam on at sea. No. I'm aware. And the use of U B is a bit strange, isn't it? Um, I, don't know I mean,
0: sport met... is always strange. Yeah.
1: They had the, they have a very strange relationship with
0: films, though, haven't they? They they had their biggest hit uh, from doing the soundtrack to Sliver. Yes,
2: they did. Yeah.
0: Which they had no relation. It's like a reggae version of Can't Help Falling in Love with You about a film which Sharon Stone is watched. <laughs> she watched grabbing a wang. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It, what um, is what
1: is going on? What
2: have you never seen the film Sliver? No. Oh, it's. It's yeah, it's it's about a voyeur who like has cameras in all these different apartments, and yeah, hugely
0: problematic now. Incredibly,
2: hugely- incredibly, and it's got a
0: because there's, there's a point where they're just like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is just this is just sexy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> no, it's not. It's-
2: <laughs> but the big song from it was I "Can't Help fall in Love," um, but yeah, ub he's terrible, awful cover version of the Elvis song. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it was Sharon Stone's first film after Basic Instinct. So oh. it was sold as a sexy thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it was creepy. <laughs> I'm,
1: going to yeah. to, I'm going to have to check that out as well. One of the
0: Baldwin, with one of the Baldwin brothers. The one that wasn't on Celebrity Brother and the one that didn't shoot someone.
2: Stephen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to say Stephen.
0: <laughs> the one Mike? that's in Vampires, whatever it's yeah. called. That's it, yeah, yeah. Not the one that owned a silk factory in Corrie.
1: Another quick question to get your head working even more. Is there ever been like a franchise or a sequel that's brought you back to liking that series? So the first one wasn't good, but the second one, third one, even fourth one was good. Oh, God, that's a great question. So you kind of got dragged to see it, but you came out loving it. We can throw examples because we do call this the Fast and Furious question.
0: Oh, do you? Oh, sorry. Yeah, throw me. Sorry, throw me.
1: So Fast and Furious is one because five is better than most of them. We recently watched the third Planet of the Apes, and I think that's quite interesting compared to the second one, uh, as in the original Planet of the Apes.
0: Yeah, okay. I think you know Fast and Furious is a good example of something that that really finds its niche six films in, which is like, <laughs> yeah. which is like it's like a it's like a band being signed in the seventies, and it's it's the Radiohead, isn't it? They didn't they didn't find their kid A until like the sixth the sixth film. Yeah. I've got a feeling the first I didn't see the first... I think my first Fast and Furious was when I reviewed it. Oh right. Um would have been maybe which was the one with the, where Vin Diesel like basically knocks a nuclear submarine. That's 8. Back in the ice. So I didn't see that that was my first one. I was like okay, I get I get it now. <laughs> Cuz the like, damn. I think the take me through the fella that died that they keep like Paul Walker. CGI into every fucking Film since he died quite early
1: on, right? Maybe what was it like the fifth or something? He died sixth? in the seventh,
2: yeah.
0: D-
1: f- during the film of the
2: seventh. So the first one is like
1: this is the car thing, right? yeah. First
0: petrol head, yeah. Yep. First. The first one is point break,
2: but with cars instead of surfboards. Basically, it's exactly the same movie. Um, but maybe I'd enjoy it. like, was like, it bad? No, no it's good. good. It's good. It's like it's pretty low stakes. They're stealing DVD players. And, and
0: at which point? Help me out in this. Which point was the fabled Rock and Vin Diesel contractual? Neither can lose a fight. <laughs> they got they got together
1: in the fifth one. Yeah, the fifth it's one. When I the think Rock it
2: comes into fell it, fell apart around six or seven, didn't it, Dave? Seven or eight, maybe.
1: Dwayne yes, I think I think during the sixth one, uh, Dwayne Johnson's a franchise killer. Mm. He is. He's he, so yeah. desperate for a franchise at the moment. He's just he's yeah. reaching out for everything. He's great
0: handedly destroyed the dc universe so much so much that they had to bring in the guy that like james gunn from Marvel, to yeah. come and fucking save because he just got... Can you remember all the marketing or like the, the teasing about black adam i don't know what i was expecting from black adam but it was not basically every other dc film just in a different case
1: <laughs> yeah it was
0: he was going on on instagram mm. you i was expecting just the rewriting of superhero movies instead of
2: two hours wow. of smashy, smashy, and that was it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just wasn't even,
1: yeah, again, just not not good, bad, just bad, bad. Yeah,
0: it's just like, anyway, sorry.
1: yeah, no, that's good. It's, um, he is reaching out quite heavily. He needs that legacy film rock, he needs that thing that's he's going to be remembered. For.
0: Are you saying Skyscraper's not his legacy film? <laughs> no, I had a man with a titanium leg jumping. Uphill from a crane <laughs> 40 foot onto a windowsill. <laughs> it's
1: uh, it's I've not, not good. seen
2: that movie, but that's that sounds oh, entertaining. Rich, you should watch, watch
1: it, it's got Nev Campbell in it, you'll love it. <laughs> oh, okay, it's a
0: great film, it's a great, stupid film.
1: <laughs> yeah, not his
0: legacy though, not one that the kids are gonna like project onto the side of a house after he dies
1: because he still hasn't got that film. Because for me, he's still the rock from wrestling. I mean, he's made some good films. I like Welcome to the Jungle, but he hasn't got like the Rocky or the Terminator that the other action heroes has, or Vin yeah. Diesel, you know, or even Statham kind of got the Transporter at least. That's
0: because he just plays the Rock. Yeah, you, know? mm. you could argue that they're all part of one multiverse. You know, every every one of them. But yeah, he's not like the two. You could argue he's in the, he's in the same problem that Arnie has is that every film Arnie is just Arnie, mm. but hasn't got the same. Charm as Arnie, I don't think you know. I think
2: he's... The Rock's best movie is Moana. Like, well, that's why he's redoing it because he's not in it. It's like it's just his voice, isn't it? It's not him.
1: <laughs> he refuses to leave him in it. <laughs> I do like his TV series. Quite liked the Ballers TV series about the NFL he was in.
0: I've never watched that. That's supposed to be that is
1: supposed to be really good. Yeah, yeah the first few series are quite good, and then it goes again. It goes off the rails a bit. I think he got too, his hands too much on it, but uh, it's enjoyable. I like the the younger Rock films, not like. What is it, The Scorpion King or whatever? That's a bad film. Yeah. Jumanji's a great film. Jumanji. Jumanji's, Jumanji's a great is, yeah. film.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Even the yeah,
2: Baywatch man. movie isn't terrible, dare I say it? <laughs> I think that's quite
1: watchable. <laughs> said it. <laughs> we have reasons behind that. <laughs> what is your dream sequel?
0: E.T. I mean, you can sense a theme here. It's very eighties heavy. Mm. Um. Eating is my, my favorite family. film of all time. Uh, it might not be the best film of all time, but it's my favorite film of, of all time. I think it just speaks to me on so many levels as a father, uh, as a child, as a result of a divorced divorced parents, as a sci-fi lover, as someone who just would have done anything to be American, <laughs> uh, as a BMXer. It's just, it's just. It, I cannot get over how much this film affected me as a child and how much I loved it and how much it's, it's still, it's, I spoke about this before actually, you know, like um, your, your food critic in Ratatouille, mm. you know, when he, when he eats the Ratatouille, that's that great shot of it of uh, 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 and and becoming that kid again is, is how I feel every time I see a picture of ET, I can, I can smell the smells. I can, I can remember the T-shirts I was wearing when I watched it. I can remember, again, having it on Pirate TV. And like the babysitter at the time was a girl called Heather. She'd never seen it. We'd never seen it. The first time I watched it was on Pirate TV with the babysitter and and my sister. And just not being prepared just for being uh, just distraught. Just like I've never never cried as much in my life as I cried the first time I watched E.T and you know the they never experienced the joy as much joy birth of children and marriages <laughs> marriage good
1: answer you know. good answer if they listen uh,
0: as as when you saw the flowers regrowing in the pot uh when they uh, when they panned they did that slow slow zoom towards the the, the, the chamber and Elliot's being carried away so for. For all the reasons that people got excited about Blade Runner twenty forty nine are the reasons that I get excited thinking about an E.T. sequel because I think that I think Spielberg will get it right.
2: Have you uh have you heard about the treatment?
0: So <laughs> I'm ignoring that. Are you ignoring that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, so this is a this is a multiverse where that never happened. So there was a treatment where did they come back and It's called that was uh, evil ET, yeah, yeah. It's called Noct- Nocturnal, Nocturnal Fears. fears. And, uh, and he had a name, didn't he? E.T. actually had a name, which I don't want to... Which is kind of like a spoils thing. Yeah, still. it's
2: like Zrek or something. or Something yeah. weird. But,
0: but like, just not... It wasn't a Spielberg treatment, was it? it really? Well... It wasn't, we th- it wasn't It wasn't the Steven that we know and love. He was having a bad day. I think he really
2: didn't want to make a sequel... And so he wrote this treatment to put them off ever making a sequel. <laughs> it's
0: like Nick Cave writing the sequel for Gladiator. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: <laughs> but that is so batshit crazy it could work. The, <laughs> yeah, 100%. the Christ Killer, whatever it was called,
0: <laughs> going to be better than the sequel that they made. Well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll
1: see. <laughs> so yeah,
0: I'm ignoring that that even exists because I think you catch Spielberg on a good day, he'd fancy it. Yeah. And the premise of ET being a botanist. And them actual them coming to kind of to collect samples of, of the, the climate controllers. Mm. So there's there's an underpinning of like ET could save the world, like in some way, shape or form. There there could be this kind of like almost borrowing a little bit from the Transformers that there's something buried in the ice somewhere. There's some there's there's a there's a shred there's a little there's a little shred of a story where where ET comes back. At the behest of Elliot, obviously. Yeah.
1: Um, Elliot male, uh, as in man, or would you like this soon in the 80s after the, the E.T.? When would you have liked this set? Oh, no,
0: this is present day.
1: Okay, cool. As in so Elliot's now a man.
0: Yeah, Elliot is is Henry Thomas. He's just finished filming ha- Haunting of Hill House. Oh, wow. Uh, and so, yeah, because can you imagine Henry, Henry Thomas and Drew Barrymore kind of like, there's there's just such a great shot. The trailer is the world's gone to shit. Trump, COVID, blah, 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 blah. Climate, flooding, drought, all of this shit going off. And you see Elliot as a man just going up into his attic and blowing the dust off a of speaking spell. <laughs> Fucking instant hype. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it sounds good.
0: And I just think that no one could do it but Spielberg. He would have to just like throw, he'd just have to go all in. You know, he'd have to, it'd be Indy 3. It would have to like him just being, him knowing what he does well and just going, fuck it. All right. Okay. One last time. Uh, You ain't going anywhere, John Williams. Just (laughs) hold on one second because ET has the greatest score, the most underrated score. It never, ever gets talked about. And it's their, it's the best. It's a brilliant score. Yeah. It really is you know arguably better than raiders arguably better than all of them it's just incredible and i just i just think that he could do it and and it would be brilliant keep it real keep it grogu keep it puppets Yeah. yeah cgi we don't want yoda fighting dooku we want baby yoda in a fucking like little pram that's what we want and and it would just be beautiful it could be beautiful
1: yeah and i think i think there's still a market i think that will be a huge huge hit if it happens if Steven no Spielberg does et2 e. wow no, one,
0: no one's done an alien like et et is still the best looking alien ever he's still the, you he's, know he's, yeah i how you imagine an alien to be yeah there's never been a better one ever no i think you're right
2: certainly not one that you want to be friends with anyway yeah.
0: No, <laughs> yeah. right. and and just not even just the way that the puppet looks, you know, because it, it and it did look great. It looked ugly yet cute. It it was the way that it was the interaction between mm. E.T. and humans was just so spot on that it's just it's I, I, I get goosebumps thinking about it now because
1: it's just for me just one of the most perfect films, and I love. It. Yeah. Are you worried that once Steven Spielberg's gone, I don't don't want that to be anytime soon because he's my favourite director, but are you worried that they will start returning to Steven Spielberg's back catalogs?
0: In place to stop that happening? I think there probably is. I think because they're they're so big that Harrison and Spielberg are no longer with us. I'd like to think that the pair of them were so powerful and rich and, and had so much control over their IP that it wouldn't happen. Mm, And I like to think Spielberg, probably the same, well, the Jurassic Park's a little bit, mm, but he didn't write, you know, that's Michael Crichton anyway. But um, I'd like to think that it wouldn't happen. But in the days, you know, AI is hurtling towards us at a terrifying, we wouldn't even, we're probably going to be in a position in five, 10 years time where we wouldn't even need anyone to do it. We could just type it in and then watch it. (laughs) It's quite a scary thought, actually. Yeah. (laughs) yeah you know i mean it's it is it is scary and i I don't think the world's prepared for it certainly the film certainly creative industries are not prepared for how quickly
1: it's going to come yeah true so so uh, we might not even need actors it's just going to be
0: we don't argue but you know abba voyage has has kind of shown that that theater's fucked
1: (laughs) well yeah that's true and concerts in that case then yeah Uh, musicians won't have to tour soon they'll just send out their holograms or whatever and
0: everyone's like worried and you know they get excited about it because Ed Sheeran's thinking great I can play 30 countries in one night yeah and actually what he's forgetting it is that yeah Ed Sheeran can play 30 countries in one night but so can Elvis maybe And, and and up against Elvis you're still Ed Sheeran dude you know that is true oh man
2: so those were Jamie East's Unequal sequels. I mean, Jaws 3,
1: the best <laughs> sequel. And he, Again, I, he, he did talked not me around. care, though, did he? Did he you know? <laughs> I loved talking to Jamie because his no fucks given kind of attitude to uh, whatever anyone thinks about films. Yeah, uh, it's quite refreshing. Is literally, isn't it? Yeah, I think I should use that more because I kind of think I sometimes give up, give care what p- people think about movies. Mm. But I, just, I really like that. I really. Jaws Three is a terrible film, but I liked his story about going and seeing a teenager. Yeah, me too. Imagine going and seeing it first time, being like actual three D, three D, not like mm. Avatar three D, but yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the the red, Old and, blue red and blue glasses. Yeah, I think that must have been wild at the yeah, time. I imagine it was. I remember renting Piranha a few years ago. You, you know the the remake of Piranha from uh, yeah on DVD, and it came uh, with the the blue and red goggles. And there's a version <laughs> you could watch on it, and it was crap. It didn't work really, so I can't imagine how it worked. Jaws uh, three would have worked on. Uh, I don't know, but obviously it was, it was enough
2: to make a, uh, an impression on uh, on young Jamie when he was around. Uh, he does
1: say it is not his basic weather, but for that memory, it is, and um, yeah, I think that's why we do this podcast, Because that's definitely
2: why we do the podcast, and also Jamie's opinion is is valid. You know, like he was the most read film critic. Um, at one point, you know, he was the film critic <laughs> for the Sun newspaper. I know, you know that's that's basically swearing. I feel like I've washed my na- mouth out by s- saying the name. But yeah, he he was the most read film critic at one point. We've got to listen to him. Come on. Yeah,
1: yeah, he, he makes a <laughs> Again, go listen to uh, another slice. We talk about his, uh, his career a bit more mm. in that, uh, his uh, film career, critic a career. The fact that he doesn't like Blade Runner 2049... I know that's not one of his main picks, but still. It's that rankles, right? <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. I could tell, I could tell. Even now, your face
2: is the picture.
1: I just can't believe how <laughs> anyone can cannot like that film. It's a masterpiece. Anyway, but his worst pick, which we can all get on board with, is Speed 2. Uh, it is and it gave me another opportunity to watch that piece of shit. Uh, Rich, you didn't watch it again. I didn't did watch you? it
2: again, because, I mean, honestly, what's the point? Like. <laughs> It's yes. nine hours in the day for me to torch myself watching that old nonsense again.
1: <laughs> I went on a uh, a cruise, or not a cruise, a boat the other day. I crossed the English Channel for six hours, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it got me thinking a lot about speeds too, and the speeds. And at no point did I think, <laughs> "Oh, this boat's going quick. <laughs> <laughs> this is out of control." <laughs> I wonder how we can get off it. I just jump off. Jump, just, just jump off. Mm. It's an easy, it's an easy thing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't feel in any way danger. And Keanu Reeves, he's, actually Keanu Reeves wasn't in that film anyway, so no. he wasn't gonna save me. No, <sighs> true.
2: You'd end up with yeah. Robert well, not um Jason Patrick saving you instead. Jason not Patrick. Robert Patrick, that's 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 T one thousand. Um yeah, Jason Patrick saving you, which you know It's not the same as really. probably just drown. <laughs> Are you ever gonna watch that film again, <laughs> Speed Two? Not unless I really have to. Not unless someone picks it in like series ten and I've forgotten about it. Um, which part are
1: you gonna forget? U B forty.
2: Oh god, I just wish I could scrub U B forty from my brain. Uh yeah, all of it. All of the it. The leeches,
1: which never really gets explained that at doesn't all really. Like, yeah. The whole thing doesn't go anywhere. Uh and then yeah. his his dream pick was ET, which is always delightful to um to talk about yeah.
2: it's Nice to talk about uh nocturnal fears, the uh the treatment for an E.T. sequel.
1: <laughs> that shit crazy one. Uh, I do like talking to people about E.T. because it holds it holds dearly to a lot of people. And, it does, uh, yeah. But uh, a sequel to that would worry me unless Spielberg uh, is going to direct it. And it's, I don't think it's going to happen now, is it? No, no, I
2: don't think so. I think
1: it's probably done. Uh, what worries me is when these, these great directors have died mm. and then who owns their IP, You know, their back catalogue. Because he hasn't sold it, I don't think. Like those kind of films, uh, and it's gonna so. It's, something bads gonna happen in the future. Do you think? Oh, we don't live in a good world, Rich.
2: You think that you think they'll remake E. T. Oh
1: yeah, I reckon. Ugh. I reckon they're they're gonna remake Back to the Future soon. I've got to, I've had a bad dream. You had a bad
2: dream <laughs> that they remade Back to the Future, it was, and it was
1: awful. Uh, oh. Yeah, but thank you, Jamie, for coming on our podcast. Thank you for. Uh, picking some brilliant wild out there Films uh, and thank you for being So passionate when you you, you talked about And we loved talking to you about them uh, Go listen to Jamie's Podcasts, yeah The Succession I haven't listened to any of them because I don't watch Succession And I'm planning to watch the Succession uh, <laughs> So when I do watch Succession I'll listen to it, but I do I do listen to Along with House of Dragon uh, And I sometimes pop into uh, Smart 7 when I need News very quickly, it's a very yeah. Simple but brilliant idea for a podcast. When they'd get the the news from around that day for in seven minutes.
2: It is it is very clever. Although I do find myself somewhat depressed by the news. So yes. yeah, like you say, I kind of try to dip in and out of it rather than listening to big chunks.
1: They've just passed a thousand episodes. Of that. A
2: thousand episodes. So he does That's that every insane. day?
1: Uh, the commitment to the cause. So congratulations on that. Nice. Um you are got to be to say, Rich.
2: Well, uh, only to say that if you really like this episode with Jamie East and you want to hear a bit more, maybe us talking to him about his career, which we do a lot more of, you can uh, listen to the sequel to this episode by getting yourself onto to anotherslice.com forward slash unequal sequel and uh, signing up for our subscription service. It's only two ninety nine a month, which I think is a bit of a bargain considering you get an, a uh, sequel to all of our interview episodes from this season and last season for that matter and you also get disenfranchised our new little thing that we've started about uh movies that should have had a franchise but didn't you'll get box set mentality which is where we do a deep dive into a box set every every month um so yeah give us, give us a listen go along there and uh yeah sign up for that I know two ninety nine a month is pr- it's not loads, but if you know if that's kind of out of reach at the moment, we don't you don't have to pay that, so we? Just appreciate you listening. Keep listening. Hit the little subscribe button. Hit that auto download button, and we'll drop into your pod player choice every single week. Um, also, make sure that you uh, give us a little rating, gives five stars. Tap out a little review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll be uh, we'll be very happy for you to do that. Um, you can also get in touch with us. Unequalsequal at hotmail.com for the emails and also we are on social media which is at on Twitter and Instagram so get in touch anything you, you get in touch with us about we'll read out in our end of month roundup at the end of the month
1: absolutely beautiful well done It's been a bit rusty recently, haven't we? Because we haven't done this for a
2: while. We haven't done this for a while. It's felt like a big gap between season four and five.
1: Oh, yeah. We're really sorry about that big gap because we kept getting ill.
2: Yeah, we did. (laughs) Life
1: was getting in the way. (laughs) It did get in the way big time. And just on the eve, just on the eve of season five, I thought, I'm going to come back. Oh, guns firing. Bang, 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 bang. COVID. COVID. Dave got COVID. COVID. First time, Dave. First time
2: for COVID as well yeah i've had it four times now and you just had the one uh, so you know (laughs) once is enough you've been doing all right (laughs) uh there was
1: a couple of days there when i just wanted to peel my skin off i got i got really hot the the fever not fun uh but all good now we are ploughing on got loads of great names really funny picks coming up really funny conversations great conversations uh so stay on board for that thank you for listening you're all brilliant i love you all yes you you in particular uh, I've got nothing else to say have so you got anything else to say Rich no no that's it yeah so uh, carry on listening thank you for listening and um, it's a it's a bye bye from me uh, and it is a, uh, a goodbye from from him as well bye see you on the next one sequel to this one it's coming next week
2: bye bye You've given up on your different buys now, I
1: see. Uh, that, would just, that just that stressed was, me out. It was killing you, was it? Yeah. It, Too yes. much. Yeah. There's not enough languages in the world <laughs> for me trying to learn... Sure, there's not enough. ...like, enough like double New Guinea. <laughs> there's loads of double acts. There's loads of languages, Dave.
2: <laughs>